This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, minus my boy, Tortue! Because he's out there in the streets of the Colossus with like, I don't know, 80 left probably now? Something like that? Looks the man like is cooking. 56. 56 left. The man is cooking. He's got 15 big blinds and he's in life. I really love this for Brian. I love this for the, Brian. This is, this is his event. This <laughs> is what he's made to do. This is the Tortoise Invitational. This is the equivalent of the 2008, uh, fuck, what was it called? Oh, uh, the Full Tilt? Yeah, what was uh, it? Oh, the Sunday Major? The uh, Mulligan. Oh. The Mulligan. This is, this, is, this is his Mulligan right here. And he was, he was a Mulligan master. Man, I'm looking at average stock. It looks like 12 bigs. Structure ain't good, bro. <laughs> It ain't good, cuz. They got to get people out of the building. You're looking for the deep stack structure. You don't want to play the Colossus or the mini main. Is the mini main over now? 10,000 people showed up yesterday and now it's just over. Is that what happened? 400 people left. 500? Five, five why, why, why did they do this to themselves? What do you mean? Like, why, why put yourself... You're about to run the biggest main event in the history of main events. You yeah. think so? Yes. This, this, will, this will surpass 10,000. Easy. What do you think first is going to be? Over 10 million. Ooh. I, I, I'm, what, what, what was the previous record? Like 9,800 something? Something like that. Yeah. It was Jamie Gold's year still, right? Yeah. Or no, the second biggest, I think. Second biggest was. Yeah, it's recently. still Jamie Gold's year, but the second biggest was like last year or the year before. Or yeah, I think it was the COVID one. No, no, no. No, definitely was not the COVID the, one. The one outside of COVID, I mean. Like the, not, the, not the fall one. No, the was, next one. Yeah, I think so, sorry. which was last year. Yeah, sorry. Uh, they're going to blow it out of the water this year. Bro, the, the 25Ks, the 50Ks, these are record fields. They're going to smash. Okay. The 2022 main event drew 8663, mm. missing the record 8773 okay. in 2006. I'll take, I'll take over 999 people. Sorry, 9,000. 9, I would also take that over. <laughs> I'll take the over for that for flight one. Uh, 9,900 people, I, I think... I, I think that's a bad line to set, but I, th I, I think I would take the over. 9999? No, just 9900. Oh, oh. <laughs> I need a spot of at Jesus least 99 Christ. people, you know? Sure. Um, I, I really think it'll get to 10,000 this year without too much of a problem. Well, caveat, when I say without too much of a problem, it's been a fucking circus last week. I mean... They've done well up till last week, but last week it's been an absolute. Zoo. Why stress? Why stress all of your resources right before you're about to run a record-shattering main event? Because they can get it out of the way before it starts, with only 400 people left in the mini main. Maybe, maybe I guess. But the thing is, is that you have the, all those restarts. You have all of those other. I don't know. I guess there's no other. There I mean, are no other events coinciding with the main, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. And no. Like, like no, no day ones. We have off days when you're not playing the main. No, I know that. But I'm saying they're, they're not like trying to sneak in like a so. 1K turbo or anything along those lines. I don't think no, so. I don't, no, I don't okay. think so. But I, I think... I hope not. I think they'll be fine because like day 1A is always like the least amount of people show up. I'm worried about 1D. 
Well, one D is everything's going to be washed up by then. Well, I what mean, does it even mean? You say that, but people stood in line for four hours yesterday to get sat in the mini mini. So there was a lot of arrogance getting strewn about on Twitter. It says, "Look Shocker. at all these lines." What's the matter with you guys? Why don't you have TBIC? Avoid all the lines. <laughs> what are you, dumb? Why are you standing in line? Excuse me, the phrasing is, are you dumb? And then the reality was, it doesn't matter if you stand in line to get your seat or not, because you are going to wait four plus hours to actually words. get yeah. sat, yeah. because they had a record-shattering fuel. There's a difference between having a seat and being seated. Correct. <laughs> You so, found that out the hard way. So with that said, what happens if 6,000 people show up on Wednesday or Thursday? Well, to start, they'll be in a little bit better shape because the, the classes isn't restarting. Like, True. Like, there's, they're going to have a little bit more resources. True. I think honestly, I think the main will run pretty smooth because they'll have everything out of the way. You're, basically, what you're saying is part of the problem with the mini main was that they were also re restarting day two of the classes? Yes. Which was like a 2,000 person restart. Exactly. That's okay. a lot of tables. It's 200 tables about. Right. Whatever. And so. there was this effectively a dealer shortage. Yeah. Right. Uh, apparently, um, a bunch of dealers didn't show up, apparently, <laughs> or something. I don't know. I, I've heard, I don't know I've heard a lot of rumors. I don't know how true it is. One Same. was One was that... Um, the dealers were being put up at the Rio and were told they would be charged $20 a day for housing and were actually charged $80 a day, yielding a negative paycheck. Yeah, heard that. I don't know how true that is. Um, <laughs> I would hope it got corrected if that were true. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I worry I worry that, well, I shouldn't say I worry because it kind of is what it is. Like, it's a good problem to have. If you overstress your resources, it means that there's more, de more demand than you can supply, Yeah. right? Uh, and that's never a bad thing when you have a product or a service, but, uh, I do kind of fear, I fear the main event turning into a bit of a shit show circus, the way that these small buy-ins have. I don't think it does. Um, even like if 10,000 people show up, cause like the problem with the small buy-ins is you always have a restart coming in. You always have that's something true. else that's going true. on. Like there's so many events, like they even have the fucking day. They try to sneak in the daily deep stacks if they can. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like. This is all shit that they will not do right. during Hopefully. the main event. <laughs> right. No, no, no. It's not even a question. Like, they're, out, they're just not going to do that stuff during the main. Do you think they should... Do you think that the option to add a fifth starting day is on the table? Um, is it on the table? Yeah. Should they do it? Uh, no. Do you think it's on the table as an emergency? Um, I would say no, but also I know things are... Subject to change. Well, so here, here, here's where I'm coming from with that question, <laughs> okay. right? Uh, for years, it was always four day ones. Yeah. Um, and then there was a lull where the main event didn't really grow any longer. Mm -hmm. And they reduced it down to three. And it was always uh, a threat of 10-handed on one C whenever it was reduced down to three. Okay. Then they started to see an influx of people again. The, the, I think it was the year that... Colossus busted all the records, but I could be wrong. Anyway, they added a fourth day back. Mm -hmm. And the issue always became that people still concentrate on registering the last day, especially when the main event falls over the 4th of July. Yeah. The 4th of July ends up being a dead flight. Yep. There will be like all Europeans. 600 people. I mean, I don't think that that's necessarily true. The 4th of July? Yeah. You always like to party too. You know, uh, they most it's, certainly do. It's it's uh, 
I, I think it's more of, you know, people who are a little bit less social. You know, they're not out there trying to trying to eat some hot dogs and, and drink some brews. The glizzy's sure. going. You know, I'm a diehard American. I will not be playing tomorrow. But <laughs> America, baby. But it's like a dead day. So it's like we might see 10,000 runners in this in this main event. And I think pretty confidently we'll have under 800 runners on the fourth. I wouldn't disagree with you there. Right. So it's like when you get less than 10% of the field on one of the flights... Where are these other people play? Yeah, you might need it another you know? day. Well, the funny part is, I also think one C is almost a way a wash too. You think it's gonna go ten hand? Oh no, no, no! I disagree. I understand what you're saying. You think people are gonna be hungover? I mean, that's why it just you get a, just get a lot more on one day. I I think one C is going to be a very big flight. I think it'll be like three to five thousand people. Um, I don't think it'll go ten handed, but I think it'll it'll push the the envelope yeah I, I think it'll come close well, the gap between 3,000 and 5,000 is a lot right well it's the difference probably between nine-handed and ten-handed uh i wonder who, i wonder at what point they make that call right like is it just like early registrants they see like like let's say 2,200 people already signed up for 1c they're just kind of like oh we might we might be 10 i mean 2,200 people shouldn't make it 10-handed. I'm just saying pre-register. Pre-register. So, like, right? because like five, if, even, like, 5K. What percentage of the field do you think is registered already that's going to play? Uh, I think a lot of people are already you registered. You think over or under half of the people that are playing on 1C are already registered? Right now? Yeah. Less. Yeah, same. Yeah, but I so think So, like, closer, use it as a predictive model. I, I think closer to the, the day, like, tomorrow, okay. people register. Okay, yeah. Um, or today, whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Um... But yeah, I do think that five thousand people—it shouldn't be ten-handed, right? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think one seat will go ten. Right. I, I think it's very unlikely. I, I also don't think it'll get five thousand. Okay, but you I think, think I think one D is going to be. I think. Look, this this is a super bold prediction, and it, I might be like way out of pocket with it. But the way the numbers have been popping this year, I don't know if it's that if it's that extreme. I think that there's a chance, maybe not this year, but somewhere down the line, I think there's a chance that we see one single flight break the main event record, like the formerly held main event record. Nah, come on. I know. I can see that. 8,800 people, 8,900 people, whatever. 86, I think it was. Yeah. Just, In like the next five I years mean, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, can see that. I mean, G, GG sent 800 qualifiers this year. We're it, back to fucking... I mean, we're not back, but like these are pre-Black Friday numbers. It's gonna take a little, little more of a boom, but I think, we or just a little more of a uh, um, inflation of the dollar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, these high rollers are popping, man. Uh, yeah. In order to alleviate all this craziness, what about just increasing the buy-ins? Like, I realize that maybe we're cutting out a certain portion of the population, but I really hope that doesn't the happen. The price pools would. No, I don't basically stay the same. In general, on, on average, I agree with you. I, I've been kind of making this case for a while. When I first started playing, the smallest buy-in you could play at the World Series was $1,500. And that was a lot for a 21-year-old college kid. I didn't really have a shot at playing any events unless I satellited in. And the irony is my first World Series event ever was the main event because it was easier to satellite into that than anything else. Um, I would like to see it go back to that sort of floor where 15 is the lowest. Yes. Well, I was saying that this the other day. I think they might have to. They're going to have no other choice. And the reason why I thought about this is because of the Borgata event. 
So the Borgata event actually turned out to be perfect. They had, they didn't have that much space, but, and they didn't have that many dealers, but they made it a 2200 and a 5K. Mm -hmm. So it only took out, only so many people came out for it. Right. And it ended up running perfect and smooth. The, the reason why I don't think that'll happen, and again, like, I don't know, maybe it ends up under new ownership and they go a different direction, but the, the problem is, is that obviously the World Series is the biggest festival that our industry sees every single year, right? Mm -hmm. They have a chokehold on this. It's an absolute monopoly. Everybody else is sucking at the World Series teat. So all of the money that the win, the Aria, the Venetian, the Golden Nugget, the Orleans, like the massive influx of uh, foot traffic and money that they make during the summer is all a direct correlation to the WSOP. No, of course. The WSOP isn't going to let them overeat, if that makes sense. Uh, so they could just say, we're saying. the most prestigious event in town. We are going to be a $1,500 buy-in level or higher. And if you want to play anything smaller, there are dozens of other options around town and you'll be serviced there. But instead, they say, no, we don't want to capture 80% of the market. We want them all. We want them all. Yeah. And, Colossus, baby. And if you look, buy-ins are actually decreasing year over year. Yeah. You know, we, we were complaining when the Colossus launched six years ago that it was a $500 or $400 buy-in. And that was way too small. Now we're seeing a $300 buy-in. <laughs> the gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, like, if they keep running into problems with dealer shortages and stuff like that, it's, you know, they're almost going to have no choice. Yeah, but I mean... And that's, like, the easiest way to make it. I, I, I do agree. There, there's, there's probably a settling point somewhere where there's a happy medium. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, this price point is just too small. We'll get 30,000 people. We, can't, we, can't, <laughs> we just point. can't do it, bro. <laughs> because they want 30,000, but it's just like, you just can't fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, your facilities can only handle so much. Yeah, it's like, but it, I mean, year over year, they do find a way to like keep one upping the masses. Yeah, no, you I know, mean, so it's like, uh, it, it really is just a matter of what you want to accomplish. Yeah, for what it's worth, like this year has been kind of good, like when it comes to lines and stuff. Like mostly, yeah, yeah. like most of the lines, even like the ones that wrapped around and had me outside, was I think it was forty five minutes, so maybe an hour. Yeah, and, like, I, I mean. Everything seems to be automated fairly well when the systems work, like Bravo and TBIC and everything mm -hmm. else. Uh, the only, I guess, potential criticisms there would be figuring out a better process for the late registrants. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I was talking about. Whether that's lines. just like, we're now seeding X through X and you get a text message. Yes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It'd be nice to not actually have They're to They're only going to become more efficient as time goes by, I would hope. I mean, maybe. Hopefully. Do you guys really think the prize pools would be smaller? Let's say if no, you took no, Colossus, no, no, no. let's say if you took all the smaller buying events and just doubled them. So the 300 is now a six, four is an eight, et cetera, et cetera. I think the prize pools would be relatively the same. I agree. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. I just, but percentage wise, they're raking more on the 300 than they are on a 600. Yeah. So like, maybe that's a poor correlation, but like on a 500 versus a, a 1K, it's the difference between like 18% rake and 15% rake. So dollar for dollar, they're just making more on the smaller buying. Yeah, I mean, assuming that the prize pools are comparable, you know. Mm -hmm. um, do you think? Um, do you think Helmuth waits in those big long lines? Bro, he max late regs everything. <laughs> All right. He's smart. Man is efficient. He needs to get sleep. He's uh, he's he's the goat for a reason. Yeah, I heard he had less than one big blind <laughs> in the money in the turbo, and then somehow found a way to win. But somehow he's the most unlucky. Summoner of all time. 
Ouch. Listen. You listen here. Listen. I got a lot to say about homies, okay? First of all, he does not stink anymore. <laughs> the, man, the man has made me a believer. I... I will not be speaking anymore Helmuth blasphemy when it comes to anything tournament related. <laughs> Cash games, different story. Uh, I still have my opinions and they'll be shared at a time when it's not time to celebrate Phil Helmuth. But now, the guy's the fucking goat, man. You gotta let the man cook. The guy's the fucking goat. Man. Last year, Best he final tabled the 3K and I watched him play the final table what I considered to be very poorly and he still found a way to get second. And I said, this guy cannot compete even at No Limit Hold'em tournaments. He's going to win more bracelets, but they're going to be mixed games. And we're just going to like, you know, celebrate him for the, for the man that he is and the expert No Limit Hold'em player that he was. <laughs> and then he just goes out and he fucking wins the turbo again. Again. It's this is very, the second time. It's very ironic that Bill Hobie's in his play style is winning the turbo events. I don't actually think oh, no. it's ironic. That's good. I actually think it's quite fitting. Yeah. If you play an event where, I mean, his, his entire strategy is formulated around survival. Getting right? money and good. Yeah, it's, it's about having the best of it, ensuring the equities are favorable for you, getting the money and good, however you want to frame it. But like, he has a lot of confidence in being able to determine when, I guess, he's going to buy. I don't, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't frame out what white magic is, but like, I've played with him enough now. You know, I, I saw him deep in the uh, 10K bounty as well, just nursing a six or seven big blind stack. He found a way to get the money in good. You know, we call off way too light, according to his jam ranges, whatever the case may be. <laughs> you know, luck favors him. It doesn't matter. The whole point is, is that in a turbo, five blinds is not the same as five blinds in a regular event. Five blinds is like half average instead of one-tenth of average, you know? So when you double, you're suddenly in the mix. You're right there. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're fucking, sure. you double up the 12 blinds and all of a sudden it's like, you know, now maybe you're six of 12. Are we talking about Tortoise and the Colossus or Helmius and... Both, okay. both. <laughs> Who do you think the Tortoise framed his, his play style off of? The next chapter in Play Like a Pro is the Tortoise chapter. <laughs> That's the that's the hidden chapter, the secret chapter, the Helmuthian chapter is the tortoise chapter. <laughs> you guys don't know about that one. I have an advanced copy. Okay? <laughs> Brian Brian forwarded it. Oh yeah. He wrote the foreword. <laughs> it's gibberish. No one can actually read it. But the man, the myth, the legend, he's out there. He is out there. I, I really do actually think the turbos uh greatly fit Helmuth's strategy far better than um, a regular event. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if this is that bold of a prediction, but like, I don't think that, well, actually, that's not even true. It goes to both extremes, right? Because I was about to say, I don't think we're going to see him make like an epic run in the main event anytime soon, but he very well could. Because you just <laughs> never have to put yourself at risk if you, you don't just, want to. Are we talking about Tortoise or Helmuth? Helmuth. Oh. I mean, Tortoise too, but, you know, Helmuth got a little bit. More skills. Let's not let's not reduce Halmuth <laughs> down to the fucking tortoise here. You know, tortoise is just uh, an addition to the to the chapter. He's cooking. Let the tortoise cook. Let Halmuth cook. Let the tortoise cook. Let the short stack strategy. Man, 
You have less than a blind in a tournament, though, in the money, and then you just win so many all-ins. Like, you know how many all-ins you have to win when you play this strategy? You have to but, win a lot. But that's true of any strategy. Kind of. The difference is, is that you just have to win a lot of all-ins when you're covered, as opposed to winning a lot of all-ins, period. The more you play, the more likely you are to lose them. That's how numbers work, right? Spoken like a true goddamn redliner. You just think that this game is played by not showing your hand and dragging all the chips. But no. you know what, Landon? I think that too. Yeah. And that's why I play cash games. Because in MTTs, Helmuth is the goddamn goat. He's the legend. He's, gonna, he's the he's, one we should all aspire to. He's going to clip this for the rest of his Good. days. <laughs> I hope he plays it on a loop. Give the man his fucking props. This is his new alarm. 17 bracelets, bro. 17. You know how many, how many all-ins do you think he had to win in that tournament? Who cares? He was chosen. He'll be chosen again. This that's man's I mean. going to win 23. It's like, well, the way I'm going with that is the difference in the strategy, right? Is you have to win maybe 10 all-ins for that tournament. And like a red line type of strategy? No way. Versus like 25. I think no matter what to win the tournament, you're winning well over 25 all-ins. You think it's, you have to win 25 all-ins? Yeah, it's a one-day turbo. It's 20 minute levels. But you're levels. not playing all the all-in spots. Other people are. Yeah, but it's a one-day turbo. It's 20 minute levels. Man, I would have loved for you know him to How many hands count. you get live in 20 minute levels? Not many. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. That's assuming people aren't stalling. Yeah. I was going to take the under on set. Yeah. I wonder. On the bubble, you get one. One hand. I truly wonder, though, how many all-ins he played during this tournament. A lot. A lot. Or, or he faded them because he got jammed on a bunch and just kept folding. Ah, you got it, man. You got it. Ace-king, no good. I, the saddest part of Helmuth winning his 17th at 4 a.m. on a random Saturday where there's no news cycle, and we had to wait two days to get this out here. Yep. It wasn't, it wasn't broadcast. No. Not a camera in sight. Just we, some we got phone. video footage from a Twitter account that I've never even heard of. Shout out to my man, Tim Totten. I'm sorry that I've never heard of you, but <laughs> here we are, man. Sorry to this man. You're, you're just a fan on the rail who gave us the, the celebratory victory lap of Helmuth. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. If Helmuth is going to win his 17th, I want him to have his moment in the sun. I need, I need to see everything that went into that victory. All the pain, <laughs> the anguish, the tough folds, I mean, the coming back from a half a blind. The man's out there in the streets. He's it's all folklore best. right now. We just hear about it. Whispers in the Twitter streets. <laughs> I heard he had two big blinds. You and played with him and Phil Ivey. Oh yeah, he busted Ivy six. That was the other thing, man. What a what a what a miss as far as final tables go that could have been broadcast. Yeah, Ivy true. and Helmuth at the same final table going for number six. The, the I think this was the issue, um, and obviously, like this is no fault of Poker Goes. I don't think there's anything they could have done, but uh, this was scheduled to be a one day event mm -hmm. because the main event is coming up. So they're tearing everything down, and getting ready. So it's not even like they could put up a you know a makeshift final table or whatever like they, they just don't have the, the the staff or production to do so there was a sh there was a lot of runners for this right 600 586 or is something? that what it got i think so what was first first was like over for the for the 10k like over eight hundred thousand. <laughs> over oh wow 800k for first yeah jesus this shit is no joke man um there were 642 entries bro we're gonna smash the record this year
That is kind of true. The main event is going to smash this I mean, record. Yeah. You know what else is going to smash? I got I got to give them a huge shout out to uh the win as as they are now. Oh, I thought this was the perfect segue to the ad read. There it is. They're they're one of our they're one of our sponsors now. Oh, let's go. Uh, they have <laughs> they're doing a 10k 10 million dollar one drop. Mm-hmm. 10 million dollar guarantee, right? So that's a thousand runners. It begins June 9th uh through the 14th, okay? Right. Or sorry, July 9th. My apologies. That is going to fucking triple. Yeah, it's going to be sick. It's going to be as big as the WPT Championship was. Yeah. It's I, going to be so big. Do you realize, like, I feel like... It's the mulligan! <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking mulligan! It really is. I, oh, you busted the full tilt main? The 750k? Guess what? We have the mulligan right down the street! Honestly, it's fucking great. It starts on Sunday, it looks like. Recreational players like Tom Wheaton will be in there. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, it starts... Oh yeah, this is a WPT event too. Uh, it's a charity event. The one drop used to be a hundred k million dollar buy-in. They're now doing the ten k, and then the million dollar buy-in is now going to be in December, uh, coinciding with the the WPT. They also have an Alpha Eight WPT, hundred and eleven thousand dollar buy-in ah. right after this event. Okay. Yeah, they do. Well, that's a little out of my price point, Conrad. Maybe we'll see you in there. I mean, this is a good <laughs> chance. Okay, so this starts Sunday, which is day three of the main event. Yes. And there are how many starting flights? Um, I want to say there's two. I'm going to go look. but I'd... Well, it's a six-day event, so I would guess that's at least two starting flights, possibly three. Yes, just give me one. I, I would, what I would, a time to be alive, huh? I would bet two. So basically, if you bust the main event prior to day five, which I hate to break it to you guys, most of you are going to. Now, not Conrad and myself, because we're very experienced in main event day fives. We are main event professionals. Professionals. <laughs> <laughs> However, for everybody else, you're going to get tremendous value in the mulligan. Okay, hold on. So the mulligan day one is July 9th. We can't keep calling it the mulligan. All right. <laughs> the WPT, everyone 10K for one, one drop. Yeah. One drop. Yes. Day 1A is on the 9th, day 1B is the 10th, and day 1C. Oh, shit. Is the 11th, so we can all get in there. So if you don't make day 6 of the main event, which now I'm really going to break some hearts, but almost no one listening is going to make day 6 of the main event. My sense of time was so warped, I did not realize July 9th is like next week. Yeah, Yeah, it's so sick. I thought it was June for a second. But no, it's just We're now. coming down the home stretch, baby. We have 16 days of the World Series remaining. I mean, like, this doesn't get better. Like, action clocks, 10 levels per day. They do a fantastic job. Like, I'm so excited for this win. No 10-handed. No, no. Don't they be too absolute- excited because you have to win the main. Well, that's true. You well, can't be too excited. I, I mean, if I was had to play the WPT 10K, <laughs> yeah. I would be very excited if for it. If it was in but, the cards, if the stars aligned. Right. You see, the thing I, is, I will say, to Conrad's point, uh, busting the main is one of the most gut-wrenching things that happens to a professional poker player every single year. It's, it's become less hurtful to me because I play cash stakes that are as big or bigger. I mean, yeah. Well, no, that's not fair. Not as big or bigger. Because, like, I can't win $10 million in my cash games. But... I play big enough where it's like, okay, it's just another event. I have to just tell myself it's another event. But it's really nice when you have the option to actually play another event that feels like as big of an opportunity. Yep, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. And, and it's like the thing about it is, is you're also going to the win to play. 
Like, you're going the venue, you might just get a little up. Go to the fucking win. Go to the fucking win. I love the win. The customer service is great. Everything's great about the win. I mean, Honestly, they should hire us to do the TikTok. Uh, <laughs> run the TikTok account. You know, the, the guy go to the, the spits out the water. Papa Swole. Go to the fucking gym. Yeah. Yeah. We, we could be those guys. We could just like spit out water and be like, hey, hey, you go to the fucking win. Yeah. Yeah. That's Man, our, that's our I mean, tournaments are interesting for you because you literally just like swing six figures every day. Every, <laughs> every, day. every day. So it's just a matter of with what? the WSOP payoff structure. Why is that, Landon? Because <laughs> you're a redliner. Why, why do I swing so much? It's only a 10K buy-in. Also, you know that... Bobby's group? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a 10K buy-in. Yeah, it's not. You guys play 100-100 with a million dollars. It's true. But it's like... True. With the WSP payout structures, you need to get like 50th in order to make 100K or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know that satellite the other day? Yeah. For the win through? Yeah. It hit the guarantee. Okay. It had two. Oh, I'm going to take credit for that. Thank you to the Only Friends podcast <laughs> and listeners. Oh, baby. We helped get the win to their guarantee. Yeah, we so, did. So, congratulations, boys. But you got to think about it. Show goes on. How sick that is. That's a seat for fucking December. Yeah. That was a $1,600 tournament for they, a seat for December. They had a 20, 20 seat guarantee. A 20 seat guarantee. And it just hits it. It's fucking beautiful. I, I, told, I, like, I told like two or three people that were in town that I knew uh, would never play unless they satellited in. I was like, you should, you should play. And they're like, oh, we already won one on WPT Global. Oh, sick. <laughs> it's like, uh, Jesus, man. Also, there, this week coming up to this 10K, I want to say it's... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're going to be having um, a 1K milestone. Um, for what? Satellite. Oh, for to, this, the to this for the 10K. 10K. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are they going to do a, a, I think are they do a milestone for the 100K? That's Whoa. something that would interest You know something? Um, they just might. <laughs> now, now, that's something that would pique my interest. Although, I'll, I'll be busy in the main event, but... <laughs> it's somehow on the off chance I love how this all goes with the caveat I'll be busy in the main event Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a day one day five kind of guy Conrad I, I either bust in the first three levels or I'm going to be there till the fucking bitter end yeah so, last year I busted the first three levels so I'm hoping the other part is true well you're <laughs> You're young, Landon. You got a lot of ace five cat jams before you're going to get to experience that deep run but maybe not maybe this is the year do I have a piece last year no, this year. Yeah, okay. we swap. Okay, as long as I have a piece, then this might be the year. <laughs> yeah. Swap to the top, baby. High hopes. Swap to the top. Uh, speaking hopes. of swapping to the top and the win, huge shout out. Former intern, current time stampy. Former time stampy now that no, he's No, he rich. quit? I don't know. I'm just fucking around. Nick, you can't quit. Nah, don't Nick, quit. Nick's don't not quit. one that quits. It's a part of, it's a part of the run good boat. It's you, a part of you. you we you, need you here. You need that extra $100 a week. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Money comes and goes, but friends are forever. It's time, not about the time real stamps treasure. Timestamps live in infamy. The real treasure is the friends you make along the way. That's right. You don't, you don't want to lose the, the opportunity to timestamp this wonderful show every single day. But huge shout out to Nick Seward. On his score at the win, thirty five hundred million fucking dollars the first place for a thirty five hundred dollar buy in. Shit yep. is popping out in these this streets, is just man. Like a, a random Tuesday. It was a four million guaranteed. It got seven point two in the prize pool. Wow. They ended up, uh, I believe, chopping after Nick busted. Yeah, Nick busted, yeah. and all three of them instantly looked at their God. trip counts, realized they were close enough, and said, "Hey, let's make a deal." Bubbling the chop is fucking brutal. Yeah, he lost. He jammed King Ten suited for fifteen on the button, like pure jam. Got called by his jack off. He struck off one, and instantly 
All yeah. right, how many chips you guys got? Yeah, let's talk I mean, numbers. The pay jumps are massive. It was from 320 to like 440, <laughs> uh, and then 685, and then a million. Yeah, I saw the. I saw Dude, the. What winner, are we doing here? I saw the winner took like 785 ish. So it was like 32 million, 30, 30. Yeah, so probably pretty equitable chop there. All made around 700. Nick got about half that. Yep. Uh, R.I.P. Nick. Just went all in away. God, man. Sad to king. Yeah. He'll be fine. Kid. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Well, hey, hey, it keeps him hungry, you know? It keeps him on that timestamp grind. Yep. Yep. Because seven, because like Stay half cold. a million, half a million, he wouldn't have fucked. Right. No yeah, more no, time. He, he's, Quarter? Uh, we don't even get two weeks resident, uh, two weeks notice yeah, if just he gets quits. the half a million. He just, just yeah. quits. Yeah. I don't need you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Pads got made fun of a lot for telling people to take the dealer route. Oh, my God. Work your way to the top. Deal the best mixed games in the world. I saw some of the sickest memes from You that, know, though. see what grinder pitches on fourth. That's that's the that's the, the, that's the, the path way. to success. He, he got memed on pretty hard for that one. But we're two for two on timestamp, guys. Okay. Sure. Young Landon Tice, he came out of the basement. Timestamp in Joey's pod. I really did come out of the basement. Modding our pod. You know, he, he was he was out there doing the community things, brushing yep. elbows, making friends, kissing babies, shaking hands. You know what they say, man? It's not about the money. It's about the friends you make along the way. That's right. That's right. You found a couch to crash on, and now here you are. Oh, my God. Brian's all in. King nine of hearts versus tens. Oh he God. flops the king. We're getting real sweats. Hold! Gets the double! Let's, let's go! go. Toys, let's baby, go, let's baby. go! We're cooking! Let's let's go. Go. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Shout out to Jesse. Jesse's on his table right now. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse has wow. heaps in this tournament. Tune into the podcast, giving us real time tortoise updates. That's absolutely <laughs> fucking incredible. What Jesse, a legend. you're a goddamn hero, man. Let's go! That's absolutely remarkable. Let's go, tortoise. Uh, I'm so excited for him. I don't think he's ever made uh, a live final table with the WSOP. Really? I don't think so. The, I, I haven't had the pleasure of railing Lamana and getting blacked out drunk. <laughs> by, Wait, blacked hold out, on. by blacked out drunk, I mean real Isn't fucked up on pre workout. Isn't there about not talking about a no hitter? Yeah, but that this but, is this, no This no is not that. <laughs> this is like this the is bottom Jesse, of the ninth. This is Jesse Kirtland <laughs> giving us real time updates on the tortoise flopping a king against tents. Yes, what a beautiful thing. God, let's go, baby. Let's go, Tort. Total power, total power. You fucking love to see it. Look, we're getting, we are getting applications for timestamp gigs, though. Well, yeah, I mean, seeing the success rate, I, I'm sure people are just filing in. But look, it takes, a, it takes a very special young man to to fill this role. It's true. It's not not for everyone. You know, it's it's it takes a gregarious, hardworking, hungry individual. It's true to come and timestamp this every day. <laughs> It's actually I guess no the, difference between, the difference between he and I was he got pay, he's getting paid. Well, that's true. Uh, you got a couch. I got a couch, but I did it you for got way, way more. Way more. I did way it for free more. more. Yeah, I met for Joey. Like I just did it for free. God, we got. But it, it wasn't for free. We got scammed bad in that exchange. <laughs> I have to give a fucking room and board for nothing. I pay you now. 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 <laughs> yeah. You had to work your way to the uh, big. <laughs> that's how it works, man. Yeah. Something like that. Big shakeup in the uh, player of the year. Chris Brewer takes down <laughs> the 10K Deuce to seven. Deuce. Yeah. Championship. Wow, he won the Gangster game? Deuce. He did. Wow. He uh, beat Alex Livingston heads up, who just got second place in the 10K horse. Wow, Matekis still winning. <laughs> Matekis is not out still, there. Not still, because what, what Matekis did 
is pretty impressive. He got seventh in the 5K, 5K 6 max, and then turned right around and got ninth in the 50K PLO. This man is a big bet god. Let him cook. Okay. His results this summer might be the most impressive of any big bet player in the history of the World Series. Wait, hold on. Go on. Big bet. What is big bet? Like big, no limit, pot limit. Big oh, bet okay, games. Okay. Big Just bet big games. games. Gotcha. Um, What's so he got? Scroll through. He won a bracelet in the online bankroll, but or the online bankroll builder. He did. Okay. Uh, so he has a first. He has a ninth. He has a fifth. So that's three final tables in like the first week. Then, uh -huh. then he has a fifteenth in the three K six max live. Uh, he has a 15th in the Millie Maker. Jesus. He has a 20th in the online 888. That's not all that impressive. But then he has the 7th for his technical 4th final table. Uh, the unofficial final table in the 5K 6 max. Sure. And then ninth again, unofficial final table of the Eesh. 50K PLO. So technically he's made 5 final tables. 1 win. And is leading the player of the year without playing any fucking mixed games. He's, he's, or at least without cashing any mixed <laughs> games. I don't know if he's playing them or not. This guy's a goddamn All legend. no limit in PLO. He's a legend. Sean Deeb is sucking on his tailpipe right now. <laughs> 600 full points behind. What, did did Mateus get drafted in the in no. the fans? No, undrafted. No, undrafted free agent. Man could have been a dollar. Agent. I never could have been a bonus pick in the ODB. I never heard of. He's a he's a Minnesota grinder. Uh, apparently, puts in a lot of volume online. We'll play yeah. the saying. There's also a coach for some type of site. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Brewer not far behind. He's now second at 3,600. So he's about 400 points behind. Sean D trails by about 600 points, and then. Um, yeah, Deeb is much closer to falling to fifth place than he is to rising to first place. So we're going to have to see a little something-something out of Deeb. Deeb has had quite a summer himself, but, you know, smaller fields, not necessarily getting any of the field bonuses uh, that Matakis is getting. That, that Millie Maker, that's a nice little... That's pretty sick, dude. ...little bonus, that's bonus one absurd. there. Um, Deeb also has won a bracelet this summer. And uh and a second. I think yeah, I was gonna say I think he has four final tables, but you know what? Not good enough. The man's <laughs> got work to do. Gotta keep him hungry. You gotta you gotta keep it's gonna be a photo finish. Brian all, all in left. three ways. Oh shit. Five five deuce, oh, he four has two. It. He has Queen it. Queen versus Jack versus Ace King. Oh my god, I think he has it. He just dribbled! He has it. Let's go, I had to read that a couple times. Jesse, oh, wait, wait, is that a straight? Brian all in. Jesse five, Kirkland. Five, five, deuce, four, deuce. The, the man, man triples. triples. Let's fucking go, Let Tortoise. Let the man cook. Oh, Let's man. go. I fucking love Jesse. Man. He has piles in this event. There's a half a million for first. And he's live reporting. He's, <laughs> he's live. just chilling, man. He's letting all the action fall. Well, now he's got the tortoise to worry about. Yeah. Sounds like Tortoise. Fear got, the turtle. Sounds like he's got a little bit of a stack to just sit there and fold away now. What wow. is it? What does this sign say? What does this sign say? Beware. Beware, Beware of the tortoise. Beware. Uh, I was going to play the main event today, but maybe not.
I think I'm going to play Wednesday now. Wow. Give myself a chance to sweat tortoise down the stretch. He has 15 mil at 600K now. Let's, Let's fucking go. wait. Let's wait 25 he only bigs. has 25 bigs? That's He's right. doubled 16 times. He had five, he had five and then he had 14. Hey, Blinds man. go up every 20 seconds. It goes fast. <laughs> Is it still 30 minute levels? 25 big blinds. Yeah, uh, it's 40. It's 40 throughout the whole thing. Mm. Oh, no, it okay. was 30. I thought it was 32. It was 30, yeah. It was 30? Mm-hmm. It Are goes sure? fast. I mean, I, I only played like seven minutes of it, so. Yeah. I also thought it was 30. I think it's 30. So yeah. I think it's 30. I think whatever it was, it goes throughout that that same throughout the whole time. How many left? Like sub 50 <laughs> for sure, right? Like 30 or 40. I'm going right? to go. Somewhere I'll now. go take a look at the updates. Final tables tomorrow. Let's ask Jesse. Or Jesse, might, how many left? It might be today. It's 1130. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jesse I guess they're not going to televise it. <laughs> Everyone in the chat, 25 bigs, huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> this is huge for the turtles in the chat. Let's go. Turtles okay. in the chat. Jesse said that uh, it's 40 minute levels. Yeah, get your tortoises up in the chat. Give a little support. We're all going to get down there, get front row hammered drunk whenever he final tables this thing. Wait, hold on. It's 40 minute levels, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always right. So crazy. 40 minute levels now, I suppose. No, throughout the whole thing. Oh, shit. Wow, there's still 53 left. Come I mean, yeah. this thing isn't. That thing's not. Start stalling, 53, 53 left. No, start right. stalling. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, boo that man. Just boo, boo that man. No stall. No I stall. Don't, I don't stall. I don't we stall. play to win. Play to win. We do play to win. God, I'm so excited for Brian. Let's go. Let's go. I love yeah. this. Turtle power. Turtle power. Who knew he had it in him? Look at it. Look, look at you. Look at you now. The kids are out there. All right. While uh, while we get these riveting tortoise updates, let's uh, let's close on the final thing to discuss from this past weekend. I got to play Bally's Big Bet Live on Friday. You did. Oh, yeah? It was a big game. You won. I did win. You're a winner. I did not. I I, I quit peak up stuck. <laughs> I won 83k at my peak. I think I was up like 220 maybe somewhere between 190 and 220. I don't remember. I got to play with Santosh. Who or Santosh? Who is? Yeah, he's fun. Amazing. I've been watching a lot of his content. He's very good. It's amazing. <laughs> he's so happy. He's in the mix. Dude. He's in the mix, and he's so happy. He does some shit. He gets like trappy with queens, and like, yeah, he's just great. Yeah. I've been he's watching a lot of him on Triton, and uh, it's the same thing in those tournaments. He he takes some funny lines. Just just no ego, having a good time, laughing the whole time, swings 300,000 in either direction, every single hand, just does not care. Was a really good time. Uh, so we were playing 200, 400, 400 ante. The lineup was Antonius, myself, Polk, Rob Young, Robel, um, Justin G and Pearson and person. Yeah. Pearson. And, uh, we were playing the V pip game, which I think is good. I haven't like fully decided if there's a better alternative to it, but I think as it stands, it's pretty good. Um, so you had the V pip at least 35%. And if you didn't, the tax was quite hefty. What was it? You had to ante every hand, a big blind until you got your V. Well, so, Sorry, let me rephrase. You had to ante every hand for a half hour. Uh, and then if your VPIP still did not cross the 35% mark, you had to continue to do it for the next half. So you were punished in 30-minute increments of having to ante every single hand a full big blind. And, you know, on average, TV table, probably playing like 10 to 15 hands a half. Uh, closer to 10, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. So person got penalized. 
Ooh. Really? Probably had to pay like 4K in fines. <laughs> That's hefty. Yeah. You know, 10 big blind fine is, is pretty hefty. Um, and initially, we all kind of like understood the best way to do this is just like in the first three positions, you just auto limp. Yeah. Um, Limping the button seems like it'd be a good idea if it gets to you. Uh, why? You can just uh, open. Just because you're going to get your VPIP up, you'll be in position. Yeah, but you're already opening half the hands. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just, <laughs> you just open wider. You have the button. But like under the gun, uh, seven-handed, you should be opening relatively tight. And you can't, you, you'll never get your VPIP up if you're playing 12.5% from under the gun, mm -hmm. right? So you just limp, and now you get to play like 30%. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that was the obvious hack. After an hour, we decided to make it a 200-400 game with a 1K bring-in. So you were no longer allowed to limp. You had to at least open to 1K. And if we were straddling, it had to be a 2K bring-in. Whose idea was the bring-in? Um, person. Yeah, makes sense. Which, coincidentally, it was his idea. Well, it was Rob's idea to eliminate limping. Yeah. And it was person's idea to make it a 1K bring-in. And then he was not only the first one to break it by attempting to limp, but he was also the second, third, and fourth one <laughs> to break it by attempting to limp. Uh, limping's a big part of his game. I think he very quickly found out whenever we took it away. <laughs> limping is pimping. Limping is pimping, baby. Yo, I, I gotta stop for a second. There's something crazy about this Colossus. What, what's going on now? This, the kid that got second that I said I final tabled a couple 1Ks with in Florida, Colin Robinson. Okay, yeah. He's third in chips in this motherfucker. Oh, wow. He got second in the Millie Maker. <laughs> that's strong. Yeah, sorry for that, but I had to say that. Oh, yeah, that's who LaManna limp jammed on yesterday. Was it? Yeah. And uh, I said, I don't give a fuck. It's good. <laughs> the charts don't agree, but I don't give a shit. LaManna's out there. Fuck the charts. He's just in there, baby. <laughs> rather be too aggressive than not aggressive enough so how did you end up on this game uh so i ended up winning 85k um the game was really fucking great it was a lot of action a lot of the first hour was like just all three four five bet pots uh, i played a big one versus antonius where i got in kings versus ace king pre for 125k each held which was nice uh then he got me back played a four bet pot where he had king jack off i had kings and it came jack high two spades. Uh, we put in some money, and then the river was a jack. He led for pot, and I paid because I suck. <laughs> it's a theory call. Yeah, I know it's a theory call, but it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a suck. It, yeah, it's I a, suck. I fucking lose call. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a swingy session. Doug, uh, Doug won like 675. Yeah, he won the biggest pot. He held in a 620k-ish pot. Just flop top yeah. set. Flop top set in a three-bet pot, I believe, uh, where Patrick just led into him on queen, nine, eight, two clubs. Uh, he called and then Robo squeezed with, with the ace-four ace four of right. clubs. They ended up playing it all in pot. Were you guys are doing any business? Uh, we ran it twice, right. yeah. Um, he did not get there. No, which, he riveted ace in the first one, but that does not beat a set. That does not beat a set. That, that's, that's actually very factual. Uh, so yeah, he, he ended up doubling up Doug there. Robo was buried and got out somehow. <laughs> uh, as he always does. The man's a fucking magician. I forgot how much I enjoy playing with him. Uh, not because I win any money. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> although he, he makes these false claims that he's never lost more to anyone in his career. 
which I call bullshit on. Then you? Yeah. Robles yeah, says that? I remember, yeah. him, I remember him saying this as I well. I do torture him in like very funny ways. Uh, I remember particularly we played like a six bet pot back in the day where we got in like 150k pre at maybe 3-6. Uh, and I had queens and he had aces and I just scooped running it twice. That was a fun one. Ah, uh, man, memories. How have I never heard about this? <coughs> I don't know. You was, just talked about how bad you got. You do that. It was just another random pot on a Tuesday back then, you know? That wasn't even that big. 300k pot, like whatever. Yeah, it's not we, as... We were playing seven-figure pots back then. It's not as big as, like, the Roger, Roger Simple hand. No. No. That one will be forever. There was another one, Blind vs. Blind, where Robo got me good. He had, he had nines, and I had eight seven, and it just came nine seven seven. We ended up playing an all-in pot in a single raise pot. Uh, where, be nice. where back then I was like really kicking myself, like, of course he had a full house. How the fuck could I ever pay it off? Kind of thing. And now looking back, it's like, what a ridiculous thing to think that I could have tried to fold a seven there. But hey, yeah, I mean, hindsight simpler, 2020, right? simpler times, 2015. You know, 2015. me and Rui Kyle, we used to battle really fucking hard too. That game was so much fun, man. Oh, it was so much fun. And now he Everybody are. was so rich and we had so much money on the table. I mean, we were playing every single day, three, six, 12, and there would be like four or 5 million on the table. Just in play. Always in play. The chips were flying. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> outside of the gameplay, Rob being Rob. Although I will say he calmed down a lot once he got stuck, which I don't know if I appreciate or uh, have a little bit of sympathy for, but in the early goings of the game, Rob being Rob was trying to uh, start shit between Doug and I <laughs> and uh, did a fair, fair job of stoking the fire and getting Doug to, uh, <laughs> to come at me pretty hard. So Rob basically asked, in my opinion, who I thought had better coaches on their site, mine or his. And it probably came off as me skirting the question a bit because... It's obviously meant to start shit, and I didn't want to engage, but I was being genuine in the sense that the, the model is not the same. So my response was something to the effect of, well, are you talking about the lab, or are you talking about his courses? Because if you're talking about his courses, obviously uh, he has elite pros do them. Whether they're better coaches or not, I don't know, but like they're obviously bigger names and better players because they're just one-offs. Like, they get paid a substantial amount of money to create one course and then fade into the ether. <coughs> and Doug went on some tirade about, like, their name and likeness is on our site. How could they not be considered our coaches? I was like, because they're independent contractors. Like, I don't consider Russell Thomas and Jesse Sylvia to necessarily be our coaches. They're not under employment with us. They did a one-off, you know? Andrew, Andrew Brokus does, like, a bunch of one-off content for us. And of course, like, I appreciate that he's affiliated with us, but like, you know, we don't own him <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, right. It's just like not the way that the industry works. In theory, it's, it's, just in theory they know. it's just hilarious to me, Berkey, that they ask you whose coaches are better. You're like, well, they're bad coaches. We're better. No, because, that was your response. No, because you're absurd. doing the thing you always do. Remove the goalposts. You pay no, guys no, no. absurd yes. amount of money to yes. create a one-off course. Yes, specifically. And then you call them coaches. Do you think Nick Petrangelo is an upstart coach? You, of course. Of okay, course. Course. so he does a one-off course every me? two years. Are you kidding me? You're versus making content every single month. Listen how fucking concentration is what you're saying. 
talking about? What are you talking about? Upstate has a coach that sells a course. They're on our site with their face, their course. And you're calling that not our fucking coach? Are you that dumb, honestly? Literally, yes. See, really? Literally, yes? You're literally yeah. that dumb? Russell literally Thomas, dumb. Jesse Sylvia, they did one-off courses for us. We paid their independent contract. Literally, you're that dumb. Literally independent contractor. Do you realize how dumb you sound? You're saying the coaches. It's a strong on, argument. You, the coaches on our site aren't our coaches. Is your argument? You guys, no. like, I'm saying that there's a big difference between one-off courses and the product that you generally sell, which is a monthly subscription to the lab. Dude, your your point is just so stupid. It's almost hard to believe you're making it, but then I have to remember that it's you, so I can understand. Wow, Josh, you got me. Honestly, I know great promotion for you guys. Means. You guys should have a cage match, a cage fight. It's a good you guys can top Elon Zuckerberg. I think. The undercard. Is that actually gonna happen, Elon Zuckerberg? If we're lucky. Seems like there's a good chance. I got nothing to do on many nights of the year. You know? I don't even. I, I mean, does I even happen? Nobody. I don't know. Just like I've a ghost town guy. Uh, this huh? podcaster likes watched more than a video. You just just literally couldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a minute fifty clip. Oh. Sorry. Uh, we definitely. I gotta tell you, man. Arguing with him takes me back to childhood. It, it's 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 like it's. It's definitely the equivalent of like being in middle school arguing about like whose dad is tougher. He hits you with are you dumb? His entire argument was predicated on you're so stupid. You're so stupid, your argument's stupid, you're dumb. Like what what a weird way to go about trying to make a point. There's a difference between being a coach and doing coaching content though. So what wasn't in that clip was he continued to press and like asked me to name the coaches. And I was like, you know, Brokus has done a lot of stuff for us. And he goes, who? And I go, Andrew Brokus. He goes, who? And I go, Andrew Brokus. And then he laughs and says, who again? It's like, you're so fucking pompous and arrogant. And you sit upon this high throne of judgment as though you and the evil empire are the only people who are competent in this game and capable of making any sort of good contribution to the community. It's hilarious to me because the lab, as far as I understand it, is a goddamn joke. It's like old fucking material and modules from like when he and Fee first started Upswing in their underwear talking about like this is what's good and this is what bad. Then I think that they hired Gazzy B and maybe one other person since then to like start putting out some more updated stuff. But again, it's just like who? Like who cares? You don't need to be known to be a good coach. There are plenty of great coaches out there that aren't crushing nosebleeds or anything along those sort. Yeah, it's a different skill set between getting the person that's trying to learn something, the information you're trying to teach, versus being good at poker. Right, and I didn't want to go down that route of like uh, dick measuring or whatever because it, it's not what I believe. Like, I don't, I don't believe that you need to be Nick Petrangelo to be able to put out a good course on MTTs. Right? Like, I don't, I don't believe that you need to be Barry Bonds to give somebody hitting instruction. That's just not the way most industries work. Even when it comes to uh, poker coaching, most pull from the same overarching tool being pile solver. Right. right. So just about how do you interpret this and make it make sense to somebody. Right, which is the hilarious thing. Like, there was a, you know, there's an old clip from me being on Polk's podcast during COVID or whatever, where... Uh, he got baited into basically saying, I've never even used a solver. And this was in like 2020. So it's just like, okay, what are we supposed to take away then from all of this content you've been producing for years? You know, and that's not even Ball a slight- solvers were 
prevalent. Right. And that's not even a slight against Doug because obviously he's a good theoretical mind and he's quite capable of putting out good content. Like I'm, I wouldn't even slight that, but he does, right? Like he sits from this weird throne of judgment where it's like, if you don't meet some sort of standards that are on par with upswing, then it can't be good enough. And to be quite frank, like outside of a few of the one-off courses, there's nothing impressive coming out of that camp. What? <laughs> I read a comment. Oh. Go on. Is landing transition? <laughs> He's got the sniffles, man. It was just, you know. It's it's the it's the horseshoe flu. Yeah. Sure. Everybody has. We it. all got it. I had it. Yeah, it's bad or my HIV is low at one thirty. What's HIV? No one knows what that means. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you every you single time. You know what time. that means. I know what that means, but you know, you're talking to an audience of a thousand. Nobody Dr. knows Connor what that means. About segwaying. <laughs> <laughs> what does hrv mean uh heart rate variability not important um so yeah i mean I, I don't really have too much more to say about that i just thought it was like worth addressing because i wasn't going to get a chance to speak obviously on camera there um you're playing the main today yeah 100 percent. looks like it you're in the streets i'll be there shit no you can you can cue music um uh, they didn't hear that i just had it I was queuing it up. No, you can't. <laughs> no, do, do it, bro. All right. Roll with it. Bow, 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 bow. We're, we're getting out of here. It's cool. Uh, bow, 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 bow. If it's playing, we don't hear it. Bow, bow, bow. We playing. don't hear it. There we go. There we go. There it is. We're back. Smooth. What, what the, so what day are you playing? Um, I'm in a weird spot. Okay. I have a friend coming from Houston that wants to play... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He wants to play cash Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. And he obviously wants me to play with him, and I want to play with him. Uh-huh. But it's impossible for me to play the main event and play with him all three days. How about 50 big blinds on day two? I thought about that. All right. I did think about that. I, I, I don't think I can do it. Okay. So I think I'm going to play Wednesday. He gets in. The problem is if I play Wednesday, then I can only play with him on Thursday. Gotcha. If I play Thursday... Then I could play with him Wednesday and Friday. Uh-huh. So I might I might be in the down bed ten handed streets. I think I'm gonna be in the down bed ten handed streets too. We got the party yeah. party on to, um tomorrow. Yeah, I might just do it with you, man. Yeah, like <clears throat> I might just be a part of the record shattering crowd. Yeah, fuck it. Like my read is that one A is gonna be really good for this reason. <coughs> a lot of regs think one D. No. No, no, no. Uh, All pros know to avoid one D. Yeah. That's we're, what everyone says. We're just down bad. Yeah, we're we're out there. Okay. We'll also get more camera time that way. It sounds like sounds like fun. Yeah, that's what it's all about. We'll be out there, baby. All right, let's get it popping then. That's gonna do it for us today. We'll be back again tomorrow, ten thirty a.m. Pacific. We'll be talking all things day one a of the main event, following up on the tortoise's deep run let's in the Colossus. Tortois. Let's go tortoise! Hopefully, he's not here tomorrow. We're celebrating <laughs> the Fourth of July at the Horseshoe as he final tables the Colossus. Uh, don't forget, we have a new episode of Poker Out Loud out today. Also, we have an Academy coming up September 1st to the 3rd. If you guys are interested in that, head over to academy.solferwide.io and be sure to sign up now. Wait, quick question. Go ahead. Are we here tomorrow? Yeah. Isn't it a holiday? I don't give a shit, man. No days off. Oh, my God. Let's go. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the 4th of July. Peace. Later.